Perek Dal Mishnah Chav Ches Rebelazer Hakfar Omer Hakina Vehataiva Vehakavod Motzien Es Haadam Min Haolam Envy, lust, and thirst for honor remove a person from the world. I want to pick up on the language that Rebelazer Kafar uses regarding envy, lust, and thirst for honor that they remove a person from this world. Motzien Es Haadam Min Haolam. What's the common denominator between kina, taiva, and kavod? What's the common denominator between envy, lust, and thirst for honor? It would seem that each of these three traits, you can never get enough of them. There's never enough envy. When you're envious, when you're jealous, when you want something, there's never an end to it. It will never cease. If you're envious and jealous of your friend's car, your friend's house, your friend's wife, whoever it is, you'll continuously be envious and jealous of it. It doesn't stop. You can't control it. The same thing is true with taiva, with thirst, with lust. When a person has a taiva, a desire, there's no end to controlling it. An alcoholic, an addict, whatever it is, in whatever area of desire, there's such a difficult challenge to control it, to put a cap on the bottle. How do you stop it? And covered is true as well, honor. You can never get enough honor. Everybody wants to be spoken about, talked about, recognized, acknowledged. There's a healthy element of kavod. But the kavod that's being discussed here, there's no end to it. A person wants kavod and honor. It catches up and there's no way to control it and to stop it. The common denominator between kin and taiva and kavod, between envy, lust, and thirst for honor is that there's never enough and you can't stop. The Rishonim, the Ebenezer, and the Radak explain that the word kavod, honor, comes from the word kaved, which means heavy. Because when something is heavy, there's no end to it. It just keeps on going. You keep on trying to lift it and to pull it and to grab it and to take control of something. But kavedus and heaviness is an impossible thing because it weighs you down. And thus, kinna, taivan, covered weigh a person down because you're unable to move, because it straps you, it handcuffs you, it paralyzes you. Each of these three traits, the thirst for envy, lust, and honor are so powerful and are so heavy, you're unable to succeed. And that, I believe, is where Birlazar Kafar means that it's motzir as adam in olam. You may be living this world, but if you're a person who's envious, you're a person who's thirsting for honor and taiva and desire, you're not really here. You're not living this world because you're in imaginary land. You're dreaming about other people, other things, other objects, other issues. And you're not really here. Motsinas Adam and only removes a person from this world because I could be planted with my two feet in this world. But if I'm looking for honor, if I'm looking for lust, if I'm envious, I'm not here. I can't control my days and my nights. I can't control my thoughts. I can't get through hour by hour because I'm always thinking about something else. How will I get a hold of something? How will I grab something? How will I take control of this? I want more and I desire more and I'm looking for something else. And there's no way to take stock of it and to take control of it. And thus, person removes himself from the world with those three traits.
the Eben Ezra, in the Aseres Adibros, on the negative commandment of Losachmod, that you shouldn't desire, asks a very basic question. It says, how can the Torah command me not to desire something? I can understand how the Torah can command me not to do something with my hands, with my feet, with my eyes, with my ears. How the Torah can tell me to do something with my hands, my feet, my ears. Mitzvos, Averos, Asei, Losase. I understand those things are tangible and physical. But taiva, chemda, is something emotional. It's something deep, deep, deep in the recesses of my heart, deep in my soul. How could the Torah control me? How can the Torah tell me not to desire something? It's impossible. The Ebenezer explains that the same way that a simple farmer or a simple peasant knows that he can't marry the princess, that's the way we should look at something that doesn't belong to us. It's not within our reach. If somebody has a car, a home, a job, a brain that we don't, it doesn't belong to us. It's the princess. I can't marry her. I'm a peasant. So too, in each of our own lives, we have to recognize that we were hand-delivered. Our homes, our cars, our olam has, our physicality that we were given, our spirituality is always something we could climb higher for. And of course, in the physical world, we could try harder. But if we're living in a physical world of envy, of lust, and of honor... We're living in a world that's an impossibility. We're not in this world, just like the peasant knows practically, factually, on the ground that he can never marry the princess. We need to know that what we have belongs to us, and what doesn't belong to us stays by that other person, because it's not ours and never can become ours, and Hashem has given me what I need to succeed, to survive, to thrive, and to flourish. Don't look. Don't desire. Don't covet. Don't thirst for something that's not belonging to you. Tragically, throughout the Torah, we see such people. The first in Sefer Bracious and Parshas Bracious, Cain kills his brother Hevel, the first murder in this world, because Cain is jealous of his brother Hevel. And he knows that Hevel has succeeded offering a korban to Hashem that's much more beneficial in the eyes than his. And Cain kills his brother. And of course, the punishment is that anybody who sees Cain can murder him. And Cain is no longer what's left from Cain. Cain's thirst for honor, for desire, for kin, that Tyvan cover was so powerful. Cain, Cain was no longer. The same thing is true, of course, of many other people who we read about throughout the Torah in the Dor Hamidbar. Korach. What did Korach want? All Korach desired was honor. He wanted the position of Aaron. He wanted the position of Moshe. He couldn't control himself. He couldn't understand what he had was meant for him. And his envy, his lust, and his thirst for honor ultimately sent him home deep into the crater of the earth. Kinna, Taiva, Kavr, Motsinas, Adam, and Olam. And of course, the same thing happened to the entire generation of the Midbar. The 40-year sojourn in the desert. The people that made the mistake. The Chaita Egel, the Chaita Mragun, never entered Eretz Yisrael because they were jealous. They were looking for something else. They could never have enough. They always wanted more than the Mon, more than the Slav, more than the Be'er. They wanted to go back to Egypt. They could never have enough water, never have enough food, never have enough Slav. There was so much that they wanted that they weren't able to do anything. They weren't living in this world. We have to think carefully and make sure that our lives that we're living are lives that are happy, living lives that are satisfactory. Because when we recognize that we have what we need, and when we know that what we were given is meant for us, 
a person can be at peace. A person can live a tranquil life. But if a person is constantly running, searching, trying, finding, looking, and to get more into more, Ohev kesef lo yispa kesef. If you have a dollar, Ohev mana rotsa masayim, if I have a hundred bucks, I'm going to want two hundred. There's never enough. Yes, we have to succeed in our occupations. And yes, we have to make a living and we have to work hard and we deserve to make money. We deserve to elevate our careers. But at the same time, if we're living in a world of kinetive and cover, because I want that job because he has it. And I want that job because it's much, much more money. And I want that person or that individual, or, or, or I, I'm always searching that there's never an end. There's never an end. Don't live a life of kvedos, of heaviness, because you'll never move. We have to make sure that we're careful about these three characteristic traits. Kenataiva Vakavod, Motsi Nessa Adam in Olam.